Welcome to the Mental Master Training Podcast, the ultimate mind, body, and spirit training program for elite athletes. Why be an average player when you can train to be a consistent and elite playmaker? Owned by certified sports psychology coach David Angeron. As a former two-sport college athlete and former professional baseball coach, he is dedicated to helping athletes play with more consistency and reach their full athletic potential. Now, grab your pen and notebook and sit back and enjoy this episode of Mental Master Training. Hello, fellow athletes, parents, coaches, and business professionals. Welcome to the Mental Master Training Podcast, where all content is created, produced, and copywritten by certified sports psychology coach David Angeron and the Mental Master Training staff. I'm Dave, the voice of Mental Master Training, and wishing you a healthy body and mind. This podcast will go back to a three-level approach to learning. The sole aim of this podcast series is to be educational, and not to preach to you, but to prepare you in every possible way, so that you become the best all-around athlete and not just a lean, mean, performing machine. Today, we will break things down into three parts. One, theoretical part. This part will include a discussion about understanding the athlete's personalities. Two, psychological part, where the discussion will be on the importance of emotional intelligence and why you should believe in the statement, treat others as you want to be treated. Three, spiritual part, why these simple words have so much resonance. Love thy neighbor. This podcast series is based upon the book written by David L. Angeron, The Mental Training Guide for Elite Athletes. So, after helping you understand the importance of smarter goals, understanding your place on earth, and making achievable plans, and to recess of your heart through God, he wants to take you a step further. Socrates says, To know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. That you are a different being. You have a unique attitude towards life in general. You possess a different character. You can't just go and emulate your favorite athlete's swing. Know yourself. It will take you into the best of leagues. David focuses on two personality types, extroversion and neuroticism. Extroversion, which is outgoing and energetic versus solitary and reserved. The engagement with the external world defines them. They're sociable, energetic, action-oriented individuals. They enjoy being in the center of attention. They are always open to new experiences, which can make them use psychotropic substances. There is only one piece of advice for those type of performers. Be respectful of the sport. They also have a curiosity towards learning. At the opposite end of the continuum is introverted people. Introverts consider their thoughts very carefully before they speak their mind. They think more about their own performance and less about being the center of attention. It's not that they're antisocial. They just tend to keep quiet in social situations, but they have more independent thoughts than an extrovert. Having both extroverted and introverted players is very important to a team. So, how do you identify that you are an outgoing personality type? You speak up and want to share your ideas. You like to take charge of getting stuff done and are ready to lead others. You get charged up by being with others and don't usually like to be alone for too long. Or, do you belong to the reserved type? You don't talk as much in group settings. You like to spend time alone after being in group environments to recharge. You don't like taking the lead in groups. You keep your thoughts and opinions to yourself. Now that you have identified yourself, what will be your next move? For introverts, make an effort to share an important point with your teammates. Discuss it with your coach. Set yourself a goal that you will lead your team in your own unique way. Read. 
there are some amazing books available about introverts and sports which can guide you. For extroverts, self-reflect. That means you need to frequently ask yourself, how would your idea affect others? Have you thought about others' needs? Ask their opinion and listen to what they have to say and consider it. These are the traits of a leader. And take some time alone. Take a breather to work on personal goals. For coaches, yelling and pointing fingers will lead you nowhere with introverts. Be logical about solutions and criticism. And give them a sense that you're there to listen. Introverts like to be rewarded with truthful praise. To deal with extroverts, just be attentive to them. When you have to fire them up, you take the message across loud and clear in front of everybody that you expect a high level of performance from them. No less. And make sure to follow up with them after the game with positive feedback. They enjoy sensory inputs, but don't mistake their confidence and speed for athletic competence. Again, use words to channel their energy in the right direction. Now, let's discuss neuroticism. Wired and neurotic versus conscientious and stable. Neuroticism describes the extent to which an individual is emotionally stable, stable slash conscientious, or unstable, wired slash neurotic. A teammate who is even-tempered is likely to be emotionally stable, while a teammate who tends to have mood swings veers towards the neurotic end of the continuum. A neurotic personality has a low level of tolerance towards stress and is emotionally reactive. It shoots up your adrenaline, and you behave impulsively. We're humans. Your power lies in learning your natural tendencies and working with them to become a better athlete. So how do you identify that you are a conscientious, stable personality type? You are agreeable, coachable, work well with almost anyone. You don't easily make quick decisions and would rather go along with what the group wants. You have indecisive traits. Or do you belong to the neurotic, wired type? You are anxious, energetic, do things without thinking about others. You carry stress and often feel under pressure. Show up to the game early. Now, what will you do next after identifying yourself? For stable conscientious, advocate for yourself. Share opinions and thoughts that might counter others. Take time to think about what's best for you individually as an athlete. For the wired neurotic, set goals that are based on finding equilibrium in your game. Listen to others and adapt to change by using relaxation techniques and meditation. For the coaches, the conscientious, stable athletes respond well to direction. That means you need to encourage them to make decisions, and most of all, make sure they stay motivated. To deal with neurotic, wired athletes, make sure to work daily on relaxation techniques to keep their anxiety level in check. These athletes can obsess over one technique or choke at the last second. So make sure they have a pre-game routine. Use game time techniques for the balancing act. This brings the podcast to the second level of learning, which starts with a question. Could developing an emotional intelligence bring harmony into your game and in your team as a whole? The answer will help you understand the statement, treat others as you want to be treated. Emotional intelligence is the ability to identify your own emotions as well as the emotions of others. This knowledge would help you in harnessing those emotions and applying them to tasks. And it would also help you to develop the ability to manage your own emotions when necessary and helping others to do the same. It will help you in developing interpersonal skills. According to various research, someone high in emotional intelligence would make a better leader or team player.
How will being emotionally intelligent help you in the long run? By developing this trait, you become highly conscious of your own emotional states, like negativity, frustration, sadness, or something more subtle, and able to identify and manage them. At the same time, you are also tuned into the emotions that others experience. It's then understandable that sensitivity to emotional signals, both from within oneself and from one's social environment, could make one a better friend, parent, leader, romantic partner. And fortunately, these skills can be honed. And athletes go through a range of emotions. Motivated, willing, desirous, hopeful, keen, daring, interested, unmotivated, unwilling, reluctant, hopeless, bored, compelled. Reading the players is an important social psychological skill to learn. Athletes generate a range of bodily gestures, which become essential indicators of their emotional states. You can feel it for yourself. You can keep a watch on your teammates. The face is the most important indicator. Is it tensed or relaxed? Do you see a yawn or dry mouth? The movement. Is it energetic, sharp, vigorous, or smooth? Or is it slow and stiff? Legs and feet. Are they tensed or cold? Can you sense the feeling? Is it fresh, thirsty, hungry, no appetite, exhausted, tired, cold, warm, sweating? inducing urinary pressure. Check the heart rate. Do you feel any kind of pain? Your emotional state would bring different levels of anxiety and hormonal changes, even more so before a big game. Identifying your emotions would help you address it and make you excel in the game. You can also identify the emotional state of your fellow teammates. You treat them as such as you want to be treated. Just think about it. You will only have yourself and your team to take forward. Now, let's round up the podcast with the third level of learning, which is love thy neighbor. It's the extension of the virtue of emotional intelligence from your team to your neighborhood. And why does it matter? Because you need a place wherein you can dwell, time through which you can live, motion in order to move along your life, warmth and food to nourish you, air to breathe. Everything is cause and effect, dependent and supporting, and all is held together by a natural chain which binds together things most distant. Your neighborhood is a microcosm of the world. What is more natural than to live in harmony with it? Okay, let's take a look at an example. What if you start loving yourself only? What will happen? The nature of your ego would prevent the object of your love, which is your own being, from finding satisfaction. You will always find imperfection in yourself. Instead of being happy, your life would turn miserable. Next, you would start hiding your faults from yourself whilst others would find them. Eventually, you would find yourself in the trap of voluntary illusion. Your life would be a life of self-deception. Forget about becoming the best of athletes. You can't even become a good human. The Gospel of Matthew records Lord Jesus' answer. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Thank you. See you in the next episode of this podcast series, where we will further expand our knowledge and continue to grow your mind, body, and soul. The intention of this podcast is not only to put you in the top league of athletes, but also to help you be a better person. Don't forget to check out David Angeron's new book, The Mental Training Guide for Elite Athletes. How the Mental Master Method helps players, parents, and coaches create a championship mindset. 
For your own personal Mental Master training plan, download the Mental Master Performance app for free from your app store or visit mentalmastertraining.com. Until next time, have a blessed day and continue to work hard. Thank you for listening to the Mental Master Training Podcast. For more training tips or to join our online virtual training program, visit www.mentalmastertraining.com. See you next time.